Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Kevin the Buzz. Live from the Hogs Meat Market Studios, this is Out of Bounds. Shallow right center, long run, but Michael gets there. Throwing back to first, may have a play. Double the ball, and maybe a triple play. It is unbelievable. Just how they drew it up. Well, if it wasn't Cloudy, I would now be checking for a full moon. No question about it. We have seen it all tonight. Yeah, yeah. With John Neighbors. Every time you put a mic in my face, I'm going to say Arkansas. And Joe Franklin. We won't go into shell. We won't go into attack mode. Because that's what's required. On 1037 The Buzz. The Buzz. Appreciate everybody listening in on this beautiful day here in the great state of Arkansas. John Neighbors, Joe Franklin, broadcasting live from the Hogs Meat Market Studios with you today. And thank you, as always, for making us a part of your afternoon this afternoon. It is a Trash Talk Thursday here on Out of Bounds. So, we want to hear from you, and it's very easy to do if you want in on the conversation. Call or text in at 501-661-1037. Get after us in the Asher Wrecker Live Fan Feedback, after me on Twitter, at BuzzJohnNeighbors. And today, we're going to have a lot of various sports topics to go to, because there's a lot of stuff going on, whether it's in the NFL, in the college sports, got NBA, got MLB. Try to dive all into it. Aaron Torres of Fox Sports Radio is going to be joining us later in the show, too. So looking forward to catching up with him. We'll also have a giveaway as part of the Stones Throw Brewery that has a great event going on this weekend, so be on the lookout for that. And I know that uh, last night, Rock and Roll Sushi and their birthday bash was pretty exciting. I I did not get a chance to go. And, Joe, I know you had a chance to go. But from what I heard from everybody that was there in attendance, it was an awesome and great time. It was a really good time. Got there early and had a chance to get some Rock and Roll Sushi. They took care of everyone and provided food. But uh, great music last night. Hold on, Hollywood. They opened the show. and, And then, you know, had a little break there. In between the Velcro Pygmies coming up, it was and a lot of people there came into contact with some people that had met before and people that said they listen to the show every day and nice. really like what we're doing. But uh, yeah, just an all-around great time to be able to hang out with some good people and just vibe. Yeah, I mean, listen, it's it's that time of year, especially when uh, the live music's there and having celebrations and great events like that. And being at the hall, which is a great venue, I mean, it, it all comes together. And I hate I missed out. But yeah, I was just, I was exhausted. It's just one of those things where it hits you late, and you're like, oof, yeah, I'm gonna have to, gonna have to call this one an early night. And uh, I know it happens, especially on Wednesday. But either way, uh, we, uh, we, we got a lot of things to dive into, and I think it's perfect for Trash Talk Thursday. And uh, leading off, I, I wake up this morning, and of course checking social media and, and everything, and I see this quote. From Sean Payton and the Denver Broncos. <laughs> and I looked at it, and I at first I thought it was maybe one of those parody things. I know, like, Barstool Sports and sometimes on social media, they can, like, say, like, oh, this is what a coach said or what, you know, what a coach meant to say, something like that. And I thought it was that at first, and I kept reading. I was like, no, no, this is, uh, this is really what Sean Payton said. I was like, now this is just perfect for Trash Talk Thursday because Sean Payton ripped Nathaniel Hackett the former coach of the Denver Broncos, as well as taking jabs at the New York Jets, which also catches my attention. But uh, Peyton, Sean Payton uh, summed it up, essentially, where he called last year's job coaching job of the 2022 Broncos one of the worst coaching jobs in the history of the NFL. 
said there were 20 dirty hands around quarterback Russell Wilson's career worst season that included 16 touchdown passes and 55 sacks. And he also said, everything I heard about last season, we are doing the opposite. Doesn't happen very often where an NFL team or organization gets embarrassed. This is according to USA Today. And that happened here. Part of it was their own fault relative to spending so much bleeping time trying to win the offseason, the PR, the pomp and circumstance, marching people around and all this stuff. But we're not doing any of that. The Jets did that this year. And you watch Hard Knocks, all of it, I can see it coming. Remember when Dan Snyder put that dream team together? I was at the Giants in 2000. I was a young coach, and I thought, how are we going to compete with them? They got Deion Sanders. That team won eight games or whatever. So listen, just put the work in. (laughs) Man. Nice. Nice with all the shots there. I love it. But uh, it's one of those things where was he asked about what happened previously, and he kind of came into it and, and said, this is our philosophy, or did he just go right after them and what happened last year? Well, this is in an interview that was posted with USA Today in sports, uh, in, their, in their sports section, and it just got posted this morning. But it says, in an expansive mood, that's what Sean Payton dove into and what it sounds like. Uh, he was just asked about the comparison of last year into this year, well, and that's where it goes. He was truthful with it, though. Yeah. So he, he gave his true feelings, and everybody saw that it was a disaster what happened there last year. That's why you have a turnover in the coaching staff, and they're looking to improve on that. And he expects there to be certain improvements and not have the same type of results that they had last year. So he's just being honest. And we ask for honesty. We want to hear it. Whenever honesty comes out, sometimes people get mad about it. Well, I think it's great because of, you know, anytime you can throw some jabs during the offseason, it's enjoyable. And even as a Jets fan, what he's saying, it's like, okay, yeah, he could be right. It could end up happening. But I think my favorite thing about this is, like, everyone's heard this or or saw this, and the reaction was kind of like... I mean, can't really disagree Where's with the them. Yeah, like it is just if you saw what the Broncos were last season and how bad it was, there's a lot of truthfulness. And maybe you put it in a harsh way of just saying it was the worst coaching job in the history of the NFL. Maybe that's more of a subjective take, but it's hard to argue with what Al went down. So I was, I was impressed by it, and I'm sure that there'll be some. Uh, responses or some reactions, possibly from Nathaniel Hackett or maybe uh, somebody involved in that. Maybe they'll give a response to it. But still, Sean Payton is coming back into the NFL game and and letting everybody know that it's going to be a whole new ball game for them this year and also to watch out for the Jets because it might end up being a very average year for them the way things are going. So it's going to make people pay more attention, not that they weren't already going to pay attention to the Broncos and what types of improvements they'll make, but... For those that don't necessarily like the Broncos or don't like Sean Payton, they're going to take the stance of, to put it out there like that, you better be a lot better. You better have major improvements and possibly you know, getting into the playoffs and, and making this team that much better where they are competing for a championship because if they don't do more, a lot more than what happened last year, then there are going to be people that go after Sean Payton for that. Yeah, because when you say things like this, which, again, nobody disagrees with them, but, yeah, you better be able to, to back it up this season where you have a good defense in place. you got Russell Wilson in place. You're a coach that's won a Super Bowl and has had a high-level success in your time with the Saints. Uh, you know, the division's really tough, obviously, but uh, you, you don't want to throw all this stuff out there and then this next season only win two or two more games or something like that, two or three more games. you gotta you got to back it up. And if I'm a Broncos fan, though, which I know we have a few of them out there in our listening audience, if I'm a Broncos fan, this makes me even more excited about the season because it's like, okay, this guy knows. This guy's been around and he's had success. And if he says it was as bad as what we all thought and they changed everything, then, hey, well, maybe we'll have an opposite type of season with our win-loss record and, and be that great. So, that's the hope. Yeah. I don't know if it'll happen, but that's the hope for the uh, Denver Broncos. But uh, I, love, I love Sean Payton coming out there because he also doesn't seem like the guy, and I could be wrong, he's never seemed like the guy that's done stuff like this before, like taking – shots at other teams or coaches or anything like that he's he's outspoken though he's a a parcells disciple so he is one of those people that will speak his mind on any kind of issue that's out there um but it's a case of when you ask certain people you you get a response in a sense and they knew that how bad it was last year Hmm. that they would get some type of response from sean payton maybe not expected as to what exactly came out and how he worded it, but they knew it would be something. If he comes back to Oakland at some point, you know, the, to the races, which I know he's a big fan of those, maybe we'll uh, run into him and we'll ask him about it. Be like, hey, you know, maybe you can get him off the cuff and off the record, start saying some other stuff too. 
because uh, that's the one thing I do remember also about Sean Payton. Was it was it when COVID first happened that he went to uh, Hot Springs and, and everything? And he caught COVID, yes. Yes, that's what it was. I, I remember there was some sort of controversy surrounding that. Uh, but uh, a big Oakland guy, apparently, uh, heading down there and going to the horse races. So, uh, But, yeah, so kudos to him. I appreciate it. I respect it, and I'm glad he said it because now it makes it a lot more fun and interesting in these offseason anytime coaches are taking shots. And I wish they do more of it. They won't, but I wish they do more of it. Uh, also, uh, some other news. This was pretty, I wouldn't say surprising, but pretty shocking, at least in the way that it was delivered. Some college football news or college sports news. How about this? Colorado is going back to the Big 12. We know conferences has been crazy, but wow. There have been rumblings of this for a while, but now it's official. Yeah. So the Big 12's presidents and chancellors voted unanimously on a conference call to accept Colorado as a new member, and it marks one of the final remaining steps to be completed for Colorado to leave the Pac-12 for the Big 12. All going to be happening officially in 2024. Colorado is expected to formally apply for Big 12 membership today which, of course, is another final formal, uh, formal steps that they have to take. But uh, now they're going to be joining the conference, and it will come after the 2023-2024 season, which would be the end of the Pac-12 television deal. So uh, I, know, I guess I knew that there had been rumblings about it, but I didn't think it would be as quickly as, like, here it is, they're signing, the next year they're back in. I thought maybe it would be a longer process. But it works out because of the Pac-12, knowing that they don't have the, the television deals, which has been a problem, and... Uh, you know that's when their contract ends with the television, and Big 12 seems to have been really trying to get after it an expansion on their front. With they have Texas and Oklahoma leaving, so it makes sense, and I think it's a huge move for Colorado and a huge move for the Big 12. And once again, the Pac-12 takes a major hit for already some problems they've been having in expansion. Yeah, they had already lost their highest profile teams in USC, UCLA, and now with Colorado leaving, it it just continues to unfold and. Once what looked like the Big 12 was going to be a weak conference and maybe have to uh, go everybody go separate ways and join other conferences, everything shifted to the Pac-12. Now the Big 12 just continues to get stronger. Yeah, the Pac-12, is in, it's always been in trouble, and it's always been struggling, but the more that they have these issues of people leaving, and I know USC and UCLA were the biggest brands to leave to go to the Big 10, but uh, when you start losing Colorado and you know, that's going to start making other people start jumping ship if they can. You know, it could it could just be something to where it fast faster than what we even realized that Pac-12 uh, could be starting to fall in on itself. And I feel like if more teams leave, which is a possibility, I don't know if there's any you know rumblings about any other teams leaving, whether it's the schools in Arizona or Oregon, Oregon State, whatever it may be. But if they continue the way they're going, the Pac-12 is going to fold in on itself more than likely. There's always been a thought with super conferences, at some point there would only be four conferences. And it looks like everything – it was just a wonder of which conference was going to be the conference to go and lead to it only being four as opposed to five. And now all signs point to the Pac-12 if it is going to happen like that where there are four conferences with a lot of teams and those are your four major conferences – Looks like Pac-12 is going to be left out. Yeah, because it's the biggest brand right now is Oregon for them, right? Has to be, as far as the biggest brand name. Uh, and so they still got that, but, I mean, you know, Arizona, Arizona State, could see them, you know, ended up jumping ship if they want to. It's it's very weird. It's very weird time right now in college sports, but Colorado is going to be making that move back to the Big 12, and, yeah, I think it makes sense for both parties involved for them to make that move. But we got a lot more to talk about here on a Trash Talk Thursday. want to hear from you, of course. Call or text in. Phone lines are open at 501-661-1037. Get to a lot more here on Out of Bounds next, so stay with us. A human swap machine? Swallowing razor blades? Don't miss Master of Illusion, Jason Bird at the Robinson Center Music Hall. One night only, Saturday, July 29th at 7 p.m. Tickets on sale at Ticketmaster.com. This is...
Sports Center. The Los Angeles Angels made it clear yesterday that they are all in on a playoff push in 2023. First move they made was not trading somebody. Star outfielder and pitcher Shohei Otani has been pulled from the trade block after much speculation. Also, the Halos went after and acquired two pitchers, the White Sox Lucas Giolito and also Ronaldo Lopez from the White Sox. The two former Nationals pitchers were acquired for a couple prospects from the White Sox side. The Angels are 52-49. and 49. They've won six out of the last seven games, and they're four games out of the final playoff spot in the wild card in the American League. In the Women's World Cup, the USA tied the Netherlands yesterday 1-1 after falling behind. Lindsey Horan delivered a second-half goal to give the U.S. the draw. I'm Josh Neighbors for the Buzz Radio Network. Listen each week for your chance to play Factor Crap on Morning Mayhem. It's presented by Stack Commercial Truck and Trailer Repair in Whitehall. Stack Commercial Truck and Trailer Repair provides on-site and roadside service and repair for all commercial vehicles. From 67167, it's Billy and Bubba, the Freeway Boys. Well, Billy, we're back working by Guatney Chevrolet. Well, until AI takes our jobs, AI ain't gonna shovel this gravel. I guess it could take the boss's job. Billy, AI is not designed to be useless. You don't need AI to find the best deals on new Chevrolets. Right now at Guadney, get brand new 2023 Silverados up to 7000 off MSRP and rates as low as 1.9%. Plus, 2023 Equinox at 1.9% or an optional 1250 cash back. Come see us at Guadney and avoid all traffic and construction. Northbound on 67, take the Main Street exit in Jacksonville. Right on Main and left on Bailey to our front door. Find new roads to Guadney Chevrolet. 1301 TP White Drive in Jacksonville. Call 5 guatneychevrolet.com All offers with approved credit. Stock number 245.05. Every day, we do one thing, and we do it at the highest level. We formed Arkansas Urology more than 25 years ago, and ever since, our world-class team has gained experience and expertise in every aspect of urology. Today, you'll find our state-of-the-art facilities across Arkansas, where the latest technologies are used in innovative ways by skilled specialists who are dedicated to one thing, Improving lives every day. Schedule your appointment at ArkansasUrology.com. Is your air conditioning system ready for the heat? Middleton Heat and Air is ready to keep your home and family cool this summer. Let us check your system before it gets hot. We offer free estimates on replacements with no overtime rates from 8 to 8 even on weekends. See why we install more heat and air systems in Arkansas than anyone. Call Middleton today at 501-224-4888. Without a plan, the future is just what happens to you. In some ways, you can't have a future without a plan, because all you really have is what you're doing now and a hope that it all works out. Don't gamble your financial future on hope. Tune in to the Get Ready for the Future show for straight talk about retirement, investments, and your money. Saturdays at 10 a.m., now exclusively on 103.7 The Buzz. Genwell Financial Advisors is a registered investment advisor with securities offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA, SIPC. Facility Maintenance Services presents Melinda Mayo when she joins Morning Mayhem each Thursday morning. Serving Central Arkansas with commercial and industrial janitorial needs, Facility Maintenance Services. We don't cut corners, we clean them. Get only the best customer service and the best selection of meats at Hogs Meat Market, where they have sliced boar head deli meats and cheeses. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin. We might run into some chop. Chop? <laughs> we could handle chop, right? I mean, it's a 170-foot yacht. No, no, no. We're not going anywhere unless he says it's safe. All right? Don't safe. worry about it's the safe. chop. You don't know about chop. Oh, really? And you do? Chop your credit card in half. How about that? On 103.7 The Buzz. It's Trash Talk Thursday here on Out of Bounds, folks. If you want to end the conversation, 501-661-1037 is that number two call. 
or to text in. In fact, we've already had a few people chiming in on our discussion about Colorado making the move to the Big 12 from the Pac-12. In fact, this comes from Just Chuck. He says, the only reason Colorado is leaving the Pac-12 and joining the Big 12, it's big news, is Dion Sanders being the head coach. Colorado has been a dumpster fire for the last decade. When they made the hire, that's what everybody wondered because the news came out shortly after that that they could possibly go back to the Big 12. So was that part of the discussion in hiring Dion in the hiring process to let him know that there were plans of going back, or was that something that happened after the fact? Yeah, that would be the discussion. And I'm not saying it's, Chuck, that you're wrong. I, I you know, could have very well played a factor into it, but just kind of knowing what we saw with conference expansion Back, for instance, when the SEC did in 2014, they added A&M and Missouri, or 2013, whatever year that was. Uh, you know, People were discussing, why those teams? Why would you not want to get a, a Florida State or a Clemson or, or whatever? And the big thing was like, hey, we want to get into those markets. We want to have our footprint into the Missouri markets with the St. Louis side things and then Texas for those. So I'm not saying that it's just has nothing to do with Dion or nothing to do with Colorado, but I'm sure a lot of it has to do with Listen, Colorado, it's got Denver, it's a you know, good market, and they're uh, the biggest school there in the state of Colorado, and that'd be another way to have a footprint down over there in the Big 12 country of getting Colorado back into the conference, just for television purposes and the markets there, too. So. Yeah, there, there were some teams that left the Big 12 at that time, Colorado being one, Nebraska, and they went separate ways where... Colorado goes to Pac-12, Nebraska goes to the Big Ten. Yeah, in fact, that's what the 501 text in says. Colorado never wanted to actually leave the Big 12. They just couldn't handle Texas getting most of the money each and every year. I think there's some truth to that. Because was that the same year that Nebraska and Colorado left? Uh, like when Nebraska went to the Big Ten and Colorado, was that the same year, I think? Yeah, yeah. Because was, there was talk that at the time of Texas, OU, and a few other schools possibly going to the Pac-12. Oh, that's right. Yes, yes. Man, how things have changed since that point in time. Uh, yeah, because I remember Nebraska going to the Big Ten was just such a weird thing. And then, of course, Colorado was a weird thing. And then they did decide not to change the name of the Big 12, even though they had nine teams or whatever it was. And like that was kind of the running joke. Which, so they had less then. They have more now, but they're still the Big 12. Still the Big, I mean, the brand speaks for itself. I mean, the brand speaks for itself. That's why I'm happy like the ACC and the SEC. It's like... Don't limit yourself just to numbers, you know. Throw in this, you know. Keep but it to where it stays the same. Think about what they're, they represent. They represent regions, and true. they're not necessarily tied into those regions. That's true. Southeast Conference does. I, when I think of the Southeast, I don't really usually think of Oklahoma <laughs> or Missouri <laughs> or Missouri. But it's it's yeah part of it. And I guess the ACC being the Atlantic Coast, they're they got a lot that's still mainly on the coast. But uh, yeah, I think that they've been venturing out, uh, and then even the Pac-12, the Pacific. Uh, 12 there um, they've been pretty uh, it's pretty much standard but still yeah you're right it's the SEC I'm sure when people even added Arkansas they're like that's not the southeast that's crazy talk well no just wait you had Texas and Oklahoma and also uh, Missouri really goes outside the SEC it continues with the changing of college sports altogether, and that's a problem that some people have that are used to it being a certain way they are used to it being regional, and it's not regional anymore. No, not at all. Like, I mean, for crying out loud, USC and UCLA are in the Big Ten. Like, well, what sense does that make? Because uh, I believe the Big Ten headquarters is in Indianapolis, if I'm not mistaken. So, centrally located. Yeah, still to this day. Like, yeah, US, like my favorite thing still is that the fact that UCLA and USC are going to have to go to Piscataway, New Jersey for a conference game, and vice versa. No, I know, I know. It's like. You know, the distance is incredible because I, I would feel like that has to be the longest trip that anyone's going to take for a conference game because you're literally on the opposite side of the country and also on the opposite corner of the country. But also the fact that just thinking of like culturally, you know, having people from the, you know, New Jersey, Northeast area going into Los Angeles and vice versa too, it's, it's a really interesting culture difference and culture change too, which isn't a bad thing. I'm not hating on it. It's just, you know, you think about like SEC, a lot of the teams have a certain, you know, culture to it. And same thing with Big 12. And now you're you're really getting into a melting pot of different uh, cultures, different cities, different regions, different types of people that are going to be facing off against each other in conference. These play. are the types of games that we would normally like to see anyway. There are non-conference games. The only difference is they're going to be in conference and they'll play a little more frequently. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 
Also, this uh, text comes from just Chuck once again. He says, I agree with their decision. It makes good business sense. But the reason it's big news is Deion Sanders. Anything Deion seems to come up is big news. No, it's big, big news no matter what. It's a, it's a Power 5 school changing a conference. Like we've, we've talked about it. I know everyone's talked about it. Anytime some Power 5 school jumps to a different conference. To this point, though, it adds to it the For fact sure. that when you add Dion into the mix. Yeah, Dion's, a, Dion's always a, a, a headline no matter what it is. And he also says the Southwest Conference was Texas and Arkansas only. Tell me how that makes sense. Well, I mean, it was the Southwest technically, I guess. I don't know. Like I said, we're, the Southwest doesn't even exist anymore. But, yes, I've, I think that that was kind of the whole point is these conferences. The brand is already there, so there's no issue and no reason in changing it as far as the numbers or the region. It's, there's no reason to do it. Like, I wouldn't want the Southeastern Conference to change. It's like, well, so how do we encompass this? Uh, uh, the South Conference, just because it's more South and East, and no, just leave it as it is. People know, <laughs> people know what you're talking about when you mention the Southeast. The Conference. Southeast Midwest Conference. There you go, the Southeast Midwest Conference. Uh, that'd be great for the initials. Uh, also, from the four seven nine on a Trash Talk Thursday, he says, uh, which non-conference game will be the toughest for Arkansas football besides BYU? Uh, <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, um, I mean, flip a coin, really? I mean, you wouldn't hope, you wouldn't think Western Carolina would be the toughest one. Kent State, yeah, Kent State probably. Uh, at that point, we'll roll with that. But yeah, it's they don't have a tough non-conference schedule, and the toughest game is BYU. But besides that, FIU you know. has athletes, so you'll see some speed on the field for them, but. You wouldn't expect that they're going to compete to the level where they have a chance to beat Arkansas. Doesn't FIU have a coach like pretty of note, or am I getting them always mixed up with Butch FAU? Davis was their coach. He may yeah. still currently be the coach. Wouldn't that be something? He might be because I, I have not. Be honest, I have not kept up with uh, Florida International when it comes to uh, their coaches. Oh, it's a uh, Mike McIntyre is the head coach there, uh, the one that was actually under. Uh, Nick Saban at Alabama, if I'm not mistaken. No, no, no. That's a different guy I'm thinking of. That's a different guy. Yeah. He's the. Uh, he's not well known, but it, they're thinking about when Butch Davis was there. That's right. That's right. Yeah. He's the, he was the coach of Colorado. How about that? From 2013 to 2018 uh, is when he was the head coach there. And then he went to Ole Miss as a defense coordinator, then to Memphis as a defense coordinator, and now he's at uh, Florida International. So, yeah. I, I feel like it's FAU that always has the name coaches that have been going through there because that's where Kiffin went. Uh, before he took the job at Ole Miss, Willie Taggart. Willie Taggart was there too, and uh, you know we know that he was a big name coach. So yeah, it's keep forgetting Florida International is on the schedule, and it is uh, going to be coming out uh, there later too. So, uh, but yeah, it's I think it's I th- think it's cool anytime the expansion and the changes are happening, and a conference realignment, if you want to call it that, is happening too. But uh, it's, it's just if you're an Arkansas fan, or at least you're here in the state of Arkansas, you're just happy that you're not having to worry about any of that stuff. It's like SEC is going strong, and uh, they don't look to change anything anytime soon, too. Uh, also, in some other news, uh, I thought this was kind of a cool thing. You know, yesterday we were talking about coaching contracts or and player contracts. You know, Patrick Mahomes and how much money he makes, and then same thing with uh, Justin Herbert and how much money he makes, and about all oh, you know taking a pay cut is what you should do. You know, to get more money to the players and everything. Well, a little cool story here is uh, Aaron Rodgers. How about that? <laughs> yeah, signs a rework contract with the Jets in which he voluntarily reduced his salary by about $35 million over yeah. the next two seasons. That's not to help players come in either. <laughs> That's one of those things that when Aaron Rodgers signed that contract with the Packers, it was a three-year, $150 million contract. They knew at the time that they signed that contract, before it was signed, that the second year of that contract, whether he was with the Packers or he was with another team, which in this case now he's with the Jets, that that deal was going to have to be reworked. So he made that 50 mil that first year, but it counted too much against the salary cap the next couple of years to not have the contract reworked. So everybody involved knew that that was going to have to be done at some point. Yeah, it says he signed a two-year $75 million contract that's fully guaranteed, and he was due to make close to $110 million in guarantees on his previous contract. And it is an uncommonly large pay cut that will provide financial flexibility for the organization over the next it two years. It will do that, though. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, going back to it, that's what they would have had to do with the Packers also. Mm-hmm. Well, hopefully he still finds a way to make it work with his, uh, you know, 30, $35 million pay cut over the next two seasons. But I've, I yeah, like... 30, 35 mil is, is 
the pay cut, but right. he's still going to make more than thirty-five mil. Oh, yeah. Yeah. in each of these two seasons, he's not going broke. That's he's not going to have any issue there. But uh, I like how it was kind of framed in that way of like, oh, well, you know, he's doing it for this, that, and the other. It's like oh, I'm sure there's more to it than just that. Uh, I guess it's the largest pay cut a player has taken in NFL history. So history is being made when it comes to those contracts and for Aaron Rodgers, but he's going to be just fine. I don't. I don't really care. But I just thought it was cool that the, he actually ended up taking that money. Because that, like, how many people would do that voluntarily if they could avoid? Yeah, it? Yeah, they say it was voluntarily to make it sound good. Right. But once again, they everybody knew that this was going to have to happen. Yeah. It's just more, again, the framing of it, the voluntarily, like it. it if you read it in that way, it looks like it's all good on paper. It looks like it's a really good thing, which it will be. And, I'm not trying to say it's let's not. Let's go back but. to this also. Remember how long it took the Packers and the Jets to agree to some kind of package oh, to yeah. get Aaron Rodgers to the Jets. This was part of those discussions at the time about a reworked contract. It was going to have to happen. Yeah. Oh, that's, I mean, that's, that was something that stressed me out the entire time of how long it was taking. But yeah, all this stuff coming together the way it is, uh, apparently, at least according to the reports it has been in the works for a while now they just finally needed his signature on the dotted line to make it work and that's what happened is they got it officially made uh asher record life fan feedback this comes from elroy talking about colorado he says i like the move for colorado they see the inevitable end of the pac-12 and now they've gained so much notoriety because of prime and the football program that they will have the chance to build up their other sports with recruiting in the big 12 also read on Bleacher Report that schools are wanting out because politicians in certain states and Cali are wanting some of the next TV deal money to go towards government and taxes. Oregon, that makes no sense. Yeah, I don't I, I wouldn't know why that would be a thing. But he says Oregon, Oregon State and Utah were all in a meeting last night and today, so you might want to – or you might see some more movement next week. I think Utah will jump to the Big 12 and San Diego State will join the Pac-12. Uh, I, I haven't read any as far as I, I, I'm not saying you're wrong. I haven't read the reports on the government coming in and wanting to tax the broadcasting deals that they would have. But uh, as far as the Oregon, Oregon State, and Utah moving on, now that would be a pretty big shock as far as the timing goes. Like if they next week said, hey, we're moving on to some other conference, that would be pretty shocking to everybody. And if they did that, then that truly would be the end of the Pac-12. There was discussion over. about the Big Ten at the time taking in USC, UCLA, that there could be other Pac-12 teams tied to the Big Ten. So it wouldn't be surprising at this point if maybe they decided to add a couple more teams. Yeah, it's like the the kind of the shift in everything where once one team does something or one major team does something, it changes the whole landscape. And this has been an ongoing thing. It was was it it was two years ago, right? That Texas and Oklahoma announced that they were going to be joining the SEC two summers ago, right? Yeah, roughly. So you're talking about since that point in time. To now, it's been an ongoing, ever-moving thing, because that's what started it all. But when you're talking about in the conference of the Pac-12, it was holding water a little bit, because all they lost was USC and UCLA. They were holding together. But I have a feeling, and it very well could be, with Colorado jumping ship, you're going to start having the floodgates open and dominoes start falling, where more people are like, all right, well, they're leaving. We're, we need to get out of here. We need to get out of this uh, thing that's sinking down low, because we don't want to be caught with nowhere to go and be in an own problem of ourselves where we're trying to get in another conference and nobody wants us because we stayed too long here in the Pac-12 trying to make this work. That's why you have teams that are meeting within the Pac-12 because they're discussing if the possibilities of can we make this thing work by staying in the Pac-12 and incorporating some other teams or does it make the most sense for everybody to just go their separate ways? Yeah, I I don't know what's going to hold with the Pac-12, and I don't. I mean, again, I don't feel bad for them or anything because it's business at the end of the day. But I'm sure that uh, everybody there involved is trying to do whatever they can to keep on from treading water. But they're definitely in, in a problematic spot right now. Also on Twitter, this one comes from Brian. I guess dealing uh, when we were talking about Trash Talk Thursday and talking about Sean Payton says, guys, I'm a huge Broncos fan. And I love the confidence that we have right now with Russell Wilson and Sean Payton as our head coach. However, him saying that I felt like was a little over the top. He could have just said, hey, we're doing things better now than what we were a last season ago. But him going into the details seemed like it was a lot more personal to me. It does sound yeah, personal. I'd say that. But why would it be personal, I guess, would be the question for Sean Payton. Like, I can get if it's personal for Russell Wilson or personal for the people that were involved. But why would it be personal for Sean Payton uh, going up against Nathaniel Hackett, it's like, 
I, I guess I wouldn't understand unless there's some history between them that I'm not aware of or not sure of. Not not necessarily that it has to be personal where something has happened between them, but he is taken over in a case where most people on the outside view it as a dumpster fire and things have gone horribly wrong, and that's why he's there. So he, he wants to take on that challenge and put it out there that, yeah, this is how we're going to do things. We're doing everything totally different. Yeah, I think as like with Sean Payton, and just again, he's got the resume. He's a great coach. He's coached great quarterbacks, great offenses, and any time that you've had the success like him, and him being a more outspoken person, he's going to have some cockiness to him. He's going to have some swagger to him, and I'm sure that he's basically approaching it of letting everybody know it's like, hey, you know what happened last year is not going to happen. Like it's not, it was not a team problem, it wasn't a talent problem, it wasn't a roster problem. The problem's been removed and fixed, and we're going to do it in a way that's going to work. So I think it's just him. Yeah, was could he have worded it differently? Sure, but I don't think it's a problem. He's just looking at it like, hey, we're we're doing things that aren't going to be like last year. I looked at what happened last year. Never should have happened. It's not going to happen on my watch. We're going to get it done. We're going to be a much better team. It's just a confidence thing that he has. So we'll see what happens. Hmm. I can't wait to see what happens there. Also, uh, Donald says on the text line, says uh, they knew this was happening. The move comes not two weeks after their media days, and Dion was unable to attend due to his foot. That's what he was saying. Well, Absolutely. There's a lot to that, too. And also from the 501, says, talking about Sean Payton, he's just trying to win the locker room. I mean, he's done that. He's done that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> didn't no take question. him long. Didn't take him long at all. I, uh, I, I don't know. Again, if, it's, if that's what he needed to do or needed to say, then I'm sure it's going to be working out, but. Again, it's perfectly time for the Trash Talk Thursday. And he definitely wants to do things his way and and really change what was happening altogether. And the start of that was he was even asked right away, like Russell Wilson. He has his own personal quarterbacks coach that he was able to work with within the team facility, and he's like, no, that's not happening. (laughs) Yeah, well, uh, he's a guy that because of his resume – I'm sure at least I would be like, hey, I'm going to listen to this guy. He, he's been successful. But also, how long was he out of coaching for? Uh, what, what? A couple of, couple of seasons. Yeah. I, I, I didn't think it was that long. I knew it wasn't just one year, but because uh, he was doing, was it Fox that he was doing football stuff on or CBS, yes. one of those? Fox. Fox, okay. So, yeah, he's, he, he's prime and ready to grow, too. Um, and, and quarterbacks, they work with personal coaches, but a lot of times it doesn't take place within the facility. Even, you know, once again on quarterback, you see Patrick Mahomes, he has a personal quarterback coach and a personal trainer that he works with at their facility. And these are people that he's worked with for a long time, going back to college days, maybe even high school. And he convinced them to move to KC so that he can continue to work with them. Well, and with the, like with what Russell Wilson is, because I'm not saying he's old, but like he's in his, what, mid-30s now? Mm-hmm. So... Uh, you know he's got he's got talent around him, and if he's wanting to win another Super Bowl, it's going to be here in the next few years. At least competing for one. So uh, there's a sense of urgency behind him too, and uh, you know knowing what what they have against, and also what they're going up against in the division. With of course the Chiefs being the creme de la creme, you got the the Chargers who are trying to make some moves moving forward, and the Raiders. You know they're the Raiders they're are the Raiders. Raiders. Yeah, <laughs> basically there. They get to be in Vegas, but they're still the Raiders nonetheless. So uh, and, and they've really cleaned house as far as what they were doing before. So you can look at them in the same lens to say that they're totally changing what was going on. Now, most people view what the Broncos are going to do as a positive, and they're viewing what the Raiders are doing as a negative, saying that they've gotten rid of a lot of talent. And then the situation with Josh Jacobs not wanting to be there under the franchise tag. If you think about the talent that they've had there, they're not in the building right now. So Josh Jacobs isn't there. Darren Waller was traded away. No, no. Derek Carr was traded. So they have a lot of pieces that people are familiar with that have been there for the past few seasons that are no longer there. They added Devontae Adams last season, but now, you know, he seems to be the guy that is left there. And there was a lot of speculation of them even trading him and shipping him away because the reason he went there to start with was to play with Derek Carr. And it's hard to play with Derek Carr when uh, Derek Carr is no longer there. So I'm sure that there's some frustration there, too. A mysterious team, the Vegas Raiders. But uh, we're up against it. We're going to continue on Trash Talk Thursday and have what's trending in the world of sports coming up next year on Out of Bounds. So stay with us. 
At Jones & Son, when you shop for an engaged ring, you get the benefit of shopping with the largest selection of rings in Central Arkansas. We also carry the biggest brands in the business and now offer our new Jones & Son collection of branded engagement rings. Our Jones & Son rings are high quality at a really great price. Also, they are fully customizable and we can modify any design to suit your needs. We are a direct diamond importer and import all of our diamonds so we save you money. Hi, I'm Jacob Jones, inviting you to shop Jones & Son Diamond and Bridal Fine Jewelry in West Little Rock. Hey folks, it's Joey and Ryan here. What's up? It's summertime. Hey, we got some great Jeep incentives going on right now. 2.9% financing, rebates, discounts on Jeep Grand Cherokee on select models. We've got 1.9 incentivized rate plus $4,000 rebate. So for all you new Ram Dodge Chrysler Jeep, make that beautiful drive to Heber Springs during the Make This the Summer event. Or check us out on the web at redriverdodge.com or Red River. We deliver. God bless Tune in each weekday morning from 6 to 10 for Morning Mayhem with David Basil, Roger Scott, Justin Moore from the Oakland Racing Casino Resort Studios. Like Oakland Racing Casino Resort on Facebook and stay up to date with news and special promotions. This is Pat Bradley for River City Flooring, where you can pick your payment. Get 0% interest for 12, 24, or 36 months, and River City Flooring in Marmel is where you'll save 50% on all in-stock waterproof LVP flooring. And did you know River City Flooring carries cabinets? So stop in and let my friends at River City Flooring help you with your remodel. Kitchen, bath, living, dining, they do it all. Check out River City Flooring in Maumelle at their huge new showroom on Maumelle Boulevard just off 430. I don't want to go to bed at night dreading waking up in the morning knowing that I'm going to feel like a rusty lawn chair getting out of bed and getting opened up and not being able to really move for a couple hours really throughout the day. For former college and pro football player Bobby Carpenter and those dealing with daily aches and pains, QC Kinetics regenerative pain treatments are a game changer providing long-lasting relief. Go into a specific joint, a specific region and then help promote that healing process using your own body's mechanisms to heal. I mean, that's been something that's pretty powerful and there's no surgery, there's no downtime. QC Kinetics natural treatments help the body heal and restore itself. No more rusty lawn chair. It's no surprise to see people being willing to try this first, especially when it has such great results. Pain relief the natural way. QC Kinetics. Call today for your complimentary consultation. Find out if you're a good candidate for treatment. Call QC Kinetics, 501-222-8440. That's 501-222-8440. 501-222-8440. This summer, escape the ordinary with a trip to Sissy's Log Cabin. Here, you can heat up your style with everything from the must-haves of the moment to classic jewelry staples you'll treasure for a lifetime. Stop by any of our stores or visit sissyslogcabin.com to shop exclusive designer jewelry, diamonds, and more. All while experiencing a destination unlike any other. Make summer last forever only at Sissy's Log Cabin because life's too short for ordinary jewelry. Got a wedding in your future? Don't miss the Arkansas Democrat Gazette's Bridal Show Sunday, August 6th at the Statehouse Convention Center in Little Rock. With more than 60 exhibitors, multiple fashion shows, and tons of giveaways, the Bridal Show is not to be missed. Sponsored in part by Dillard's and the Bridal Cottage, tickets are $10 in advance to the August 6th Bridal Show. Visit ArkansasBridalCommunity.com for more info or call 501-378-3807. Have something to say to 103.7 The Buzz? Say it all on the Ask Your Wrecker and Recovery Y-Fan Feedback. Comment your suggestions, ask your questions, and tell your opinions all on the Asher Wrecker and Recovery Y-Fan Feedback. Ask for Asher. Check out Hogs Meat Market's monthly specials and meat packages at hogsmeatmarket.com. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin. I'm going to stick my dick in the mashed potatoes. Go hogs. On 1037 The Buzz. Wait a minute. This love started off so tender, so sweet. But now she got me smoking. If you're shopping for a vehicle, you want to get to Guatney Chevrolet. Guatney has best deals in the market. Been doing it 60 plus years. Give them a call. 501-982-2102. Make a trip to the Gregory Street exit in Jacksonville. Shop them online. GuatneyChevrolet.com. You can see all the deals, the cash allowances, the rebates, even appraise a vehicle. See just how much it's worth. They're giving thousands over book value, whether you trade that vehicle in or you sell it to Guadney Chevrolet. Guadney is always actively buying vehicles, so you get a great deal on the vehicle that you trade in or sell. See the entire inventory of new and pre-owned vehicles on GuadneyChevrolet.com and get a deal started on GuadneyChevrolet.com before making a trip 
to the Gregory Street exit in Jacksonville. Save up to 7000 off 2023 Silverados. 1.9 is available on Silverados when financing with GM and a well-qualified buyer. 1.9 also available on 2023 Equinox and no payments for the rest of the summer. It's Guadney Chevrolet, Arkansas's number one Chevy dealer. Guadney Chevrolet, GuadneyChevrolet.com. It's a Trash Talk Thursday here on Out of Bounds. We'll have what stream the world of sports presented by West Rock Coffee here in just a second. But did want to read a Pipe Man's text line, uh, which, by the way, is still unsponsored. And if you want to be the sponsor of the text line and get hundreds of mentions per day here on 103.7 The Buzz, just email sales at signalmedia.com. And we'll get you taken care of. But Pipe Man says, Mark Davis with the Raiders certainly isn't a chip off the old block at his dad, Al. What happened to just win baby, according to Pipe Man? Yeah, he he wants to do the same thing, but he's right. He's not Al Davis, and there aren't many people that are. Mostly because they had a... But John Gruden was there the second time before he got fired. Like, what, Then they had a... What was their final record by one year? They had a good season, if I'm not mistaken. It was like 11 wins, something like that, maybe? Um, Don't remember what it was when John Gruden was there, but they made the playoffs in the year that he was let go because of uh, Rich Passaccia taking over as the interim coach. That's right. And there was a thought that he was going to get the permanent gig. They lost in, a, in the first playoff game against the Bengals, but they were able to get to the playoffs and – they never gave him a chance. Yeah, well, maybe something that they end up regretting. But, yeah, they. I remember that, too. Because wasn't there something that crazy had happened at the final game of the year for them to get into the playoffs? Yes. Uh, yeah, they were playing the Chargers. That's what it was. And they could have tied, and both teams <laughs> gotten in. And then uh, the Chargers decided to call timeout when the Raiders were going to let the clock run out with the tie. And since they called timeout, then the Raiders kind of took an aggressive effort, and they kicked the field goal, won the game. And they were the lone team to get to the playoffs from that game instead of both teams getting in. Brutal. The epitome of brutality. Should just uh, let the clock run out and go to the playoffs and call it good. But, hey, spoils, uh, that's uh, spilled milk that you can't put back into the glass. But, hey, we got to get to what's trending in the world of sports because there's a lot of things going on. What's trending in the world of sports is sponsored by Arkansas-based West Rock Coffee. Join West Rock Coffee and their 1.5 million coffee farmers around the globe as they fuel Arkansas with great-tasting coffee, tea, and water delivered directly to your business. Contact them at westrockcoffee.com or 833-886-JAVA today. All right, what's trending in the world of sports? We've already talked about Colorado making the move to the Big 12. They are going to formally request that today, and it's going to be happening, and they will be officially joining the Big 12 in the 2024-2025 season. So basically the same time when, of course, Texas and Oklahoma join the SEC, USC and UCLA join the Big 10. It's all going to be happening at the same time. Uh, But also in some other news... Dealing with Major League Baseball, we kept wondering about Otani and what the situation was going to be with him for the uh, trade deadline. But uh, the Angels uh, say that they're going to plan on keeping Otani for a stretch run into the playoffs. <laughs> a few hours after pulling him from off the trade market, according to the reports, the Angels show that they are serious about competing for a playoff spot by acquiring White Sox starter Lucas. Is it Giolito? I think. Yeah. And uh, uh, Ronaldo Lopez in a deal from the pair of top prospects to the White Sox. So nothing wrong with that at all. No, it's just it goes against popular opinion. But the only opinion that matters is in house with the Angels and what they want to do. Well, I started looking at the uh, numbers there for when the Angels have Otani on the mound as a starting pitcher compared to what they do when he's not on the mound, and it's a pretty staunch difference. Uh, so they need some help there, and it looks like they've tried to maintain it. And if they make the playoffs, it's all going to work out. But I think everybody, at least maybe casual fans, were hoping for some sort of drama with Otani going to some other team. But looks like it's not going to be happening in this case. But speaking of baseball, my favorite thing that always happens in baseball, or one of my favorite things, is anytime there's a bench-clearing brawl, which has happened last night with the Houston Astros and the Texas Rangers. You know, the Rangers are doing pretty good this season. A lot better than they have in previous years. And the Rangers were just putting it on the Astros. In fact, in the top of the fifth inning with bases loaded, uh, had a grand slam and ended up winning, uh, leading 13-3. to But 
when it happened, they got a little chippiness at home plate. Uh, a little, you know, nothing crazy, just a little shoving and all that. But uh, the bench clearing brawl ended up uh, going down, and uh, the Rangers ended up still winning 13 to five. Didn't really matter. But the thing that I always like about it, and at least laugh about it, is every time when people run out of the bullpen, I have to run all the way from the bullpen onto the home plate. By the time they get there, it's pretty much over, and they have to run all the way back. <laughs> so, well, uh, they could walk back. They don't have to. I guess back. true. I guess that's true. But uh, it's still, it's still always very funny to me. And uh, again, nothing, nothing crazy happens as far as punches getting thrown, but still, uh, anytime the a bench clearing brawl happens, it's always a, a point of order and a point of note. Uh, also, in some other news, we talked about the situation with Minnesota, where the culture and everything with the Golden Gophers under PJ Fleck was in question. And yesterday, uh, PJ Fleck defended his program against what he called baseless allegations of the mistreatment of former players and others in the recent report. Uh, he says that th- things of these reports have been looked into multiple times since 2017, but every single time there was no wrongdoing found. So, because he's also trying to cover the basis of saying, hey, yeah, these allegations have happened to us and we are aware of them. But every time that we investigated into them, there was nothing there, no wrongdoing. So, trying to take maybe a... Same thing Pat Fitzgerald said. Yeah, yeah. Except uh, they decided to fire him and move on. And I think P.J. Flex kind of just hoping that that's the same case. And hopefully they find out that there was no wrongdoing and that they don't continue to investigate into it. But it was still pretty weird in how uh, some of the accusations saying that, oh, we could... If uh, there were some players that did some good things, like telling on other players, too, then they got some money out of the uh, the Fleck Bank to where they could get out of, you know, get testing positive for a drug test, and they could just, you know, have, get get by that because they did so good by narking on all the players and stuff. Like, really weird stuff that was being accused, but at least as of right now, P.J. Fleck says there's no reason to believe those allegations. We've checked into them. No wrongdoing was found. But. Thanks to Sterling, Sean Payton was out of coaching just for one season. The reason it seemed like longer is because when the coaching search has started this past season, of course, the Cowboys brought back Mike McCarthy, which that was an unpopular opinion. Mm-hmm. But also, at the beginning of the coaching search, it was put out that Sean Payton wasn't looking to take a job for this season and that he was going to continue on with Fox for at least another year. And then some of the deals got too good and some of the teams coming after him where he was involved in multiple searches that he ultimately did decide to coach with the Broncos. Okay. Because yeah, I felt like it was more than just a season, but that's probably why it felt like it was more than a season because of that reason. Yeah, because so. he removed his name at the beginning of the coaching searches this past off season, but ultimately he decided he wanted to coach. Well, he's got a good situation there in Denver, at least uh, with the defense and the quarterback, but see if he can build upon it and make it better even this season because there's a lot of expectations there with the Denver Broncos organization. We'll have some other headlines too, but we are up against, so we'll take a top of the hour update when we come back. We'll get to some of these other stories. I do want to bring up this funny thing from uh, another thing from Big Ten Media Days with Ryan Day and his horrible take on the Ohio State-Michigan game. can't imagine why he would say this, but it's probably because he's lost the past two. But we'll talk about that. More of your phone calls and text messages if you want in on the conversation at 501-661-1037. Also, the Asher Record Live fan feedback. After me on Twitter, Buzz John Neighbors. Keeping it moving with the second hour of Out of Bounds next. So stay with us. Tune into The Zone Fridays for The Zone Rewind, when Justin and Wes discuss their best moments, sound bites, and interviews of the week. Brought to you by Mosquito Joe. With Mosquito Joe, outside is fun again. Stone's Throw Brewing's Block on the Rock 10th Annual Birthday Bash benefiting Preserve Arkansas is this Saturday, July 29th. Stone's Throw Brewing is shutting down Rock Street and having a big old party. Food trucks, beer from Stone's Throw, 